0: Welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. Uh, you're joined by me, Josh Hartley, and my co-host Ben Porter. Good evening. How are we doing, Ben? Doing good. And yourself? I am all right. I'm all right. Just um, been been a little bit of a dead week. Oh, well, we were saying this before we we'd uh, come into the recording session. Yeah, we haven't we haven't been up to an awful lot lately. But yeah,
1: um, like boring adult stuff. But gaming wise.
0: Yeah, so I've got this like thing I have to do like Monday Friday between nine the hours of nine and five. That kind of gets in the way of most things. Yeah, right. it's a bit of a pain, but it, it is. Pays the bills. Aye, right. aye. Right. So, so look, uh, what we're gonna do this uh, this episode, uh, our, our main feature, we're gonna talk about uh, spooky or Halloween themed games that yeah. you you and your friends can play uh, on All Hallows' Eve. Uh first let's let's uh, have a bit of a catch up as uh, as we usually do. What what have you been up to? How's your D&D campaign going?
1: So we had a week off last week actually. Yes. So we will be resuming tomorrow. Mhm. But um other than that obviously not had much new since we last spoke mm-hmm. but um Looking forward to setting about these uh, these bug bears, Yes, which will be good.
0: Get those bears bugged. That's it. I, I tried to make that threatening, but it didn't work. This sounded a little <laughs> bit suggestive, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, let's move on. Yeah. Um, Pathfinder. Yes, Pathfinder. Uh, my character nearly died again. Yay! <laughs> but didn't. Um. We so what what's happened uh, since liberating this dwarf mine? Yeah. Uh. We have reaped the rewards. Um. I've got a nice shiny masterwork uh longsword now. Okay. So, yeah. 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 Courtesy of Warven Craft craftsmen mm-hmm. So that that's uh, that's good. So uh, we are joining the rest of the survivors from the village. Um. And en route. Uh, we found the ruins of a wizard's tower, so it'd be rude not to look. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I I regretted this decision immediately because uh, within the ruins lived a giant black widow spider, which and um, like no joke actually did nearly kill me. Yeah. Uh, not not in combat, like I I got poisoned and. I wasn't looking too clever for They, they, do, they do tend to do that, um, I, uh, black widow spiders. Don't every they? time. Yeah. <laughs> every yeah. time. But they uh, fortunately, um, Scott, our our cleric in the party, managed to <laughs> keep me keep me hanging yeah. in there. It was like it was it it felt like being in an episode of some sort of weird fantasy ER. <laughs> 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 We've even got like Ewan um, plays. Uh, um, he's not a wizard, but I'm a fighter. So to me, he's just a wizard. <laughs> some some sort they're of. All, they're guys. all the same. Yeah. So I, I've got the mental image of like Scott. Uh, And him kneeling by my like my unconscious body, just going Scott and clear, and the wizard just going like lightning hands up to to
1: the elbows and blood.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But um, we managed to nurse. uh, They managed to nurse me back to uh, fighting health. So we had a look at what we found. The trapdoor. Turns out, what have you ever come across? uh, Mites in the D and D universe, not in the real world. Um, no. Full fact, both pain in the arse. Um yeah. Mites are fae like creatures, and they are grotesquely ugly. They they look like old little men, but with like extreme features, so huge noses, and like. Ears there, there are and... a
1: lot of fae creatures that look like little old men.
0: Yeah, when you make when you point that out, but they're, they're ugly little old men. Yeah, you know they're not like gnomes that. are Maybe charming? I don't know, I always find gnomes a bit creepy yeah, whenever I see them. That's a
1: bit of an oxymoron, I think, a charming yeah. gnome. But they're, they're either creepy or they're annoying, aren't they, gnomes?
0: Do you know what, though? I think in their heads they're charming. But I think even mites know. Yeah. <laughs> mites know. I offer nothing to the world. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway, it, 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 it turns out this wizard, old wizard's tower had a real mite problem. So we went in and got rid of that. Yep. Um, uh, so that, that was Pathfinder. So uh, we are returning next week, uh, still en route to King's home to meet up with the rest of the survivors and uh, to find out what happens from that point. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so that, so that's good stuff. I suppose uh, in terms of broader news this week, um, Magic the Gathering, they had the 2017 world championship so basically what happens is you'll you'll be aware that they have major tournaments throughout the year yeah that, that you're sort grand of grand
1: Prix's and that sort well of. you've got
0: your grand prix and then you've got uh you have four pro tours mm-hmm. which I, I think the easiest analog for those is to say they're like tennis or golf uh grand like um gra- Crap. Sorry, that was a fight. <laughs> I'm just looking at the recording screen and you see the biggest <laughs> spike when that happens. <laughs> so,
1: we'll edit this out.
0: We'll edit this out. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, so, um, I, it, it's like the equivalent of like the majors in golf or tennis, yeah, yeah. right, for Protos. And then the world championship is like the uh, the cream of the crop. The main These event. are but yeah. the Wimbledon of, of well, magic. It, 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 even more selective because it's limited to twenty four players. Oh wow! Yeah. So to and give us how, how
1: how many would be um, in that pool? Oh, looking to, to. I be mean, in there.
0: pro tours. Uh, the numbers are in the hundreds. Attend that. Yeah, Uh, managed to get uh, qualify for Pro Tours, for Grand Prix. So
1: you're talking like less than ten percent qualify.
0: Oh, much less. It'll be it'll be a a a minuscule number. So this is the the elite. These are like the uh, yeah of the magic players of the world. I mean, basically, if you if you win this tournament, you are you are probably going down as one of the greatest players of the game. Um, they, yeah, very, very talented individuals. And you'll be uh, rolling in bitches. <laughs> that's, that's why people go into magic the gathering, <laughs> the women. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, uh, at Grand Prix, you get thousands of players. Yeah, so, yeah. so that gives you an idea on how selective this is. So it was took down by Mr. William uh, Jensen. Um, okay. He uh, won. So they play multiple formats, but um, the main format, uh, the main constructed format, is standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and he won it with a, a Teamer Energy deck. So a, a very fast, uh, efficient, uh, aggressive deck. Um, there were. It, it's funny when you look at the sort of meta game for. World Championships because it's because um, oh, a lot of the pro the professional players they'll collaborate they they, they operate in teams uh, so um, you you'll see a very small while there's twenty four players I think there was literally four different decks
1: mm-hmm. that
0: were being played so they had the team uh, energy deck the but the main like the main decks that came out of the tournament uh, there was another Aggro deck which was just mono red uh Ramanap red because it's named after one of the cards in the deck yeah, yeah. Uh, again even faster than the teamer deck Um then you have um blue black control very slow grindy deck that tries to you know if if i was to summarize what a control deck does in magic it's no yeah i want to i want to do this no no set down. no <laughs> stop that stop it <laughs> stop it now um I think I mean just just
1: talking in terms of the the wider um, competitive spectrum, like you know, even in other games. Mm -hmm. In my experience, this is one of the issues with competitive tabletop games, even competitive video games to some some extent, in that having uh, a set of rules for the competition in a lot of ways forces people to pretty much take the same bills like it it really yeah it really narrows the
0: scope down and and this is a bit of an interesting debate that's going on at the moment within magic the gathering because it was only recently wizards have stopped publishing all the statistics from their online events now that which doesn't sound that raises an eyebrow well so so that um that seems a bit weird. Now, their rationale for it is actually that players having access to that information is spoiling the game because it is actually limiting what uh, the metagame is doing. Yeah. Because when when you have people who can solve a format, then why, why bother trying to innovate? Why not just uh, within the first two weeks when uh, whatever the the dominant decks are at that time if you're a player and you and, and you you're competitive and you just want to win why would you try and find a different deck
1: well that that's exactly the problem that um online games like mm. uh, destiny is a great example of that because you've got this massive loot system mm-hmm. where you can get all sorts of different uh guns and armor but inevitably what happens is release a patch, um it changes the balance of the game
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then within about a month maybe even less everyone's running around using the same stuff. Yeah. And it's the good the good thing is with tabletop you can combat that somewhat mm-hmm. as you're saying by just not making that information available. No yeah. But, but then you, you, you can't like and it means even uh, like the, the online card games. hmm and some of the online board games that's probably going to be an issue going forward as they become more popular
0: yeah but so so the counterpoint to this is that what wizards are doing is really just papering over the cracks of the fact that um they aren't they are designing poorly designed sets now um obviously you, you don't play magic the gathering no um i I don't play competitively, but I am aware of like, yeah. what the meta game is doing. A problem in recent years for Standard, which is the most popular format, basically the, the last two years' worth of cards, is that it's been marred by really dominant decks. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking earlier this year, there was a deck that at one Pro Tour represented 40% of the meta metagame. Uh, and consequently, they've had to ban cards from Standard, which years ago was utterly unheard of this it hasn't happened since like 2010 yeah so uh, and they've had a string of it recently and the argument is by limiting that uh, information you're not you're not doing it in the interest of players what you're doing is trying to cover over the fact that you're not making you're not designing the best game that this game can be well it's edition fantasy just mm-hmm. about every
1: tournament had a rules pack that was a good three or four yeah. pages long and it was amendments for and I mean you you know the <clears throat> the mo- the most popular for um eighth edition warhammer fantasy battles was the ETC format mm-hmm. and they had really strict requirements yes. like you were only allowed x amount of models in a unit you're mm-hmm. only allowed to take X amount of artillery pieces, and they, they actually have a points system where everything's graded mm-hmm. on how powerful it is. So that means that the, the idea behind it was that it, it's going to make balanced lists. But what happens with a comp system like that is for each army, you end up just seeing the same lists over and over.
0: Yeah because there's no really
1: it makes for quite a boring experience yeah
0: because there's no room to innovate there's no room to or just to for your whatever your your your, like wacky deck or army to do well
1: yeah because because what happens is people look at the system and they don't think um what can i create with this it's how can i optimize this yeah um and and that's
0: I think that it's... that's a problem I think so um the the head designer I think that's his title of um within Magic the Gathering Mark Rosewater years ago uh when magic was still relatively in its infancy came up with this idea of the three different player archetypes uh the Johnny um I'm going to get this wrong uh Johnny Timmy and Spike um and what what he was trying to demonstrate was that people and i think you can apply it, it it's broad strokes stuff so obviously it, you know it's not hard yeah, advanced, yeah
1: people will be degrees of one yeah. another that
0: sort of thing yeah but what he was and i think you can you can um uh, apply this to a lot of complex games you know like card games tabletop war games that sort yeah. of thing and they get they each get something different out of it yeah uh now your your spikes would be what we uh, identify as competitive players uh who just want to win and that's where that mindset comes from The op- ha- it's not looking from a creative point of view they don't get a kick out of finding something new they get a kick out of winning out, so out of ruining someone's day <laughs> 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 well i, I <laughs> yeah <laughs> if that's what it takes yes but <laughs> uh, um, but then you had uh, you, johnny uh, i'm definitely gonna get this wrong i think johnny was the the player archetype who wanted to try something different and wanted to create new decks innovative decks decks that were really different yeah and then you had timmy which just wanted to do something cool yeah with the deck uh it didn't matter whether it was his own idea and it didn't matter whether the deck was competitive it just had to do something fun yeah um and you know like i say broad strokes but you you know i when i think of myself i can sort of identify with you know a a couple of a a couple of the points
1: a lot of it depends on moods as well yeah yeah, one one day someone will be of this mindset or Mm -hmm. I mean, because we've had that. Like, there's some. There's some times where we want to play a really meaty, complex game. Yes. But then there's other days where it's like, I just want to roll dice and have a laugh. Yes. So. So. Yeah, and the the, the um the concept still applies, I think.
0: Yeah. 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 So, and I I think um a a lot of people, uh, in certainly in the Magic: The Gathering competitive scene, but uh, I imagine in a lot of others, um. They, I think, they get blinkered because they think that the company should only be doing stuff for them, and then forget that actually the vast majority of players, they have no intention of trying to get to a pro tour. Hell, yeah. they probably don't even want to go to a. We've well, we
1: about this before, didn't we? This issue of the, um, of companies, um, the the elite within their community don't yeah. actually make up uh, as big a percentile of. The company profits as the elite think, yeah, think they, they, they do. do, but yeah. So that that it has to be marketable to uh, a, a mainstream or a mass market mm-hmm. in order to to be successful. Yeah.
0: It's funny you mentioned um, the comparison with online games, uh, yeah. yeah. And this is something that uh, Ma- Magic are trying to push uh, because they are uh, one of the more popular uh, things to watch on Twitch. See the uh, pro tours and the world championship. They will they will get you know thousands of viewers watching live. Um, the thing where they're lagging behind though is the prize pot. What do you think the prize pot for uh, the world championship would be? Um,
1: I I would think that it would be for for a, a game as competitive as Magic with as many people that play it as they do. It would have to be
0: at least five grand. I think it's a lot more actually. Yeah. Uh, So the prize pot is three hundred thousand in total for the pot.
1: US dollars. I just just
0: totally shout. Yeah, your your, your point. (laughs) So and and the winner uh, and this is this is the the biggest prize um, of the lot. Um, of the whole like competitive season, hundred thousand uh to the winner. So that that does sound like a lot, particularly when it's divided up just between twenty four players, effectively. Um, what I think you should try and compare that to, though, is Counter Strike, or uh League of Legends or Dota, or those really popular streaming games. They have prize pots in the millions. That's true. So
1: and it's it, actually, I, I I think I slightly misunderstood you. I I thought the prize money like for the winner, but you meant okay. obviously prize pot. Yeah, sorry. So, like
0: overall. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So that I mean that 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 makes a big difference mm-hmm. as well because yeah. it, it seems like you're splitting hairs, but actually it's a huge difference. It's it's what is shared amongst all of the competitors versus. Yeah, yeah. What does the winner take away? So, uh, you know, a hundred thousand, as you say, where it does seem a lot. It's going to be spread between all those players, depending on how. Well Sorry, so it was
0: it was three hundred thousand for the pot. Three okay. Three hundred thousand. So the winner took a hundred. Yeah. And then. Then, the, the, yeah, yeah, okay. you I I don't know the full details on how it was structured. Um, I think I have got yeah. to assume that the only only the top half. Of the field got cash. I don't know. Well, I guess.
1: I mean, I, I was, I was all almost going to say that. The you know, the problem you maybe have is that, um, watching a video game tournament, mm. it, it's it's almost like watching a sport now because the graphics are such yeah. high f- fidelity. It's quite high octane. Mm-hmm. Whereas watching Magic the Gathering is a bit like watching a chess tournament at times
0: well yeah it would be and this so and they are getting better at doing uh, their live coverage it's important to know it's not just wizards of the coast that do event major events uh they there's a company in america uh, star city games their main thing is just selling magic cards yeah um, they do other things as well but one of their big things is they hold uh, major events almost every weekend mm-hmm. throughout the year you could tune into twitch and watch it live i tell you what those the commentators for those events are very entertaining yeah uh, cool. and that's i think that's a very, that's a very underrated skill as well because it's it's not an easy thing to talk about a card game I mean, and make, it, make yeah. it engaging for someone watching yeah. obviously you're having fun playing it but good lord just watching it if, particularly if you're new to the game could be an absolute minefield yeah. you know so um they are getting better at doing that i think one of the big things they're pushing is um this new uh digital product that they're, they're just about to release the closed beta for uh, which is the it's basically the online client of yeah. the card game, yeah. Well, um,
1: but along the lines of Hearthstone, and it certainly and aesthetically
0: looks uh, uh yeah, kind of similar, similar, similar to Hearthstone, area. but I mean, there's only so much variety you can get in like representing a card game in a digital yeah, world, yeah, <laughs> so <that. Yeah. laughs> you know. Um, so it'll be interesting so that's to see. Really awesome. Yeah. yeah and I, I, one of the things they've openly said is that they want they want it to be a big deal on Twitch they yeah. want they want uh, Magic the Gathering whenever they have these major tournaments climbs up to the top of the Twitch views yeah. that but is I quite think,
1: interesting
0: but I think they want it to be consistently up there which it isn't
1: yeah. at the moment um, uh, other news uh, I was in Colliston mm-hmm. uh, recently Um and I took a couple of small games with me to play um, in between. Yes. Uh, you know, visits to castles and things mm-hmm. like that. So I finally played Sushi Go.
0: I've heard of this game, right? Yeah. So, yeah. How so is that?
1: It's it's a small game. Um, I think it's made by the same company that makes Forbidden Island. Um, yes, it's, right. It's a card game. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It's great fun and it's really quick. And once you get a handle on the rules, very simple to mm-hmm. play. So every everyone starts with a hand of nine cards. Um, nine sushi. Yeah. Yeah. You pick one of them, and
0: mm-hmm. you put it
1: face down in front of you, and then you pass your hand to the player to your left.
0: Ah, right. Um,
1: and you you um so you get bonus points uh, for things like having three maki having two tempura or Mm -hmm. having a wasabi uh, with a nigri stacked on top of it. Okay. Um, Certain things are dead points as well. You also get chopsticks, Mm -hmm. um, which allow you to pick two pieces of sushi in a Uh turn. So it's this weird balancing act of you're trying to stack combinations. Eventually, you know every single card Mm -hmm. that's in play at the moment, but you don't know...
0: If that card's going to be there when yes. it comes back to you, so I suppose it's trying to find um, the niche, trying to find, trying to figure out what everyone else is doing at the table, and trying to and, do something and, different. Yeah, trying to make yeah. sure you're doing something different. Yeah, but better.
1: Yeah. So it's each game is uh, three rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's three rounds of dealing each yeah. player a hand of nine. Mm-hmm. Then at the end, you total up your points. So it means that you can still do badly in around but you can still win yeah, but it it's uh, it's great the artwork's brilliant it's very Japanese mm-hmm. It's the sort of uh, cheapy uh, you know like all the little oh they, yes. they've, got, they've all got cute little faces on yes. them and all that so uh, Iona and Charlotte uh, who I was playing with at the time they were all mm-hmm. in and on over it um but yeah great little game. Uh, beautifully presented and i i think that it's definitely a it's one that just about anyone could play and i think it would be a good gateway game yeah for playing with like i I actually said to charlotte i could probably play this with
0: my mum and she would enjoy it it's no it's a it it sounds like a cool mechanic i like it so so it of reminds me of those really old card games where you know like Rummy, where you're just trying to form tricks, yeah, uh, and scoring points off that. But in a bit of a different, a different way, rather uh, as in just taking one and passing everything yeah,
1: presented along. in a more interesting yeah. way
0: as well. Which... Oh yeah, well, I, I I think one of the best things about uh, tabletop gaming is that sort of physical uh, aesthetic yeah. to it as well. You know, um. I, I, we've talked about these, you know, these old war games. I, I used to work with a guy Paul, um, who was really into these war games. Uh, I, I, they're super, like really detailed, very complicated. But
1: the, yeah, they they actually look like the folk that made
0: the textbooks for maths at school designed the game. They, they look like arse. is what <laughs> they look like. I mean, they, they just visually unappealing. Yeah. Uh, in every level to me in fact I, like the one war game I absolutely love and we will play it one day Twilight Struggle Yeah. Um, is actually like by war gaming standards a beautifully presented game yeah. but actually by the rest of board gaming standards you think, it's like
1: <laughs> yeah it's like when you see it in Board Game Geek I think it's still the number one rated game mm. and you think oh that's that... quite ugly but it must be good because it's <laughs> But like, but like you say, it, it's actually a 10 yeah. in terms of appearance <laughs> by,
0: by war well, game standards. I mean, the fact that the, the simple fact that, like you say, you know, that the, the rules manual doesn't read like an engineering textbook yeah. uh, is a bonus. Yeah. Um, we, we also did our
1: first turn with the map for a Firestorm. Yes, yes.
0: Let's talk about that. So... Uh, there's uh, four factions in the campaign. Yeah. Each faction, uh, each faction in the Age of Sigma universe is being, re- oh, sorry, Grand Alliance yes. is being represented. Uh, order, Death,
1: Destruction, and Chaos.
0: Uh, me and course. Scott are Death Buddies. Death. That, that super Death Brothers suit. Oh, I love that. Yes, that's our team name now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing zombie Mario and Luigi. Yeah, I I was thinking like skeletons with dungarees
1: on. All right,
0: that's that. That's probably gonna look better in the cartoon form. Yeah, like zombie Mario and Luigi is probably quite grotesque. Yeah, let's not dwell on that. Yeah, uh, but you you're you're representing order.
1: Yeah, I'm on my lonesome uh, for the moment because um, mm-hmm. one of the things that we decided was that if people want to try out a different army, they can. Yeah. They can jump in. The the whole thing's been kept quite free for them.
0: Yeah. Um, and then we've got Callum is on destruction and uh we've got Craig and uh Colin on Chaos. Yeah. The, are they and, both
1: zines? Yeah, they're both they're both little wizard nerds. Yeah.
0: Well, so so we did the map turn and me and Scott are gonna go beat up some nerds. <laughs> some little wizard nerds. Uh, so we're, we're, we're playing um, as of the recording uh, a week tomorrow so yeah. next next so next time we record we'll uh, we'll be able to tell you how the first battles went and then you're gonna um, this fight weekend Callum.
1: probably so.
0: yeah uh, the, what what I found really funny was uh, Callum Callum couldn't come because he was feeling really ill but it's, that, it's that time of year the the, the, the miracle that is technology. We had Callum on FaceTime on... Was it your phone, Ben? It was my phone, yeah. Yeah. So we're just passing passing him around. (laughs) So, look, Callum, look at the map. (laughs) Pointing the phone down at the map. At one point, I actually
1: said, uh, call and hold the baby for a minute. (laughs) And then you just heard this, (laughs) from the phone.
0: (laughs) so uh yeah we'll keep we'll keep you up to date and on how we get on uh we yeah so i'm looking forward to our uh, doubles game uh against Zech yeah uh, i think me and scott have got a, we've got a good chance and, i think we've got a tactics uh,
1: the dreaded mongol will be getting his first outing
0: yes uh thank you very much for helping me put him together yeah. uh guys if you have not seen this model it is absolutely stunning go on the forge world Website. Yeah. Uh, I've I've had him for an embarrassingly long time, uh, but I'm looking forward to uh, giving him a test drive. Yeah. Because he looks pretty nasty on paper as well. Well,
1: I might. We'll probably have some pictures from the battle yeah. on the blog, so you'll hopefully see him there.
0: Yeah. So we'll keep you all updated on that. But I think that's uh, that's we we've actually had been up to quite a bit. Yeah. Given that about else, we usually do. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, guys, thanks very much, and uh, we'll be back uh, chatting some Halloween themed games.